0: ride trip number 43. Speaking of 43, shout out to Troy Polamalu, legendary safety for the Pittsburgh Steelers out of USC. He was a strong safety for Pittsburgh, lined up just about anywhere on the field, was known for being the great defender. He could pick you off, defend well, but he would most definitely lay somebody out. So Troy Polamalu, shout out to you for being the great number 43. Now for the rest of this, the theme of the show is security. In one place you want to have security, is within your friendship, right? Who wants to be in a friendship that's not secure, where you can't trust an individual, especially when you're standing on the bridge? Now this, I should have for go get my belt, but I'm not. I got somebody else for that. This individual, Jordan Hogerson, Hogerson or something, I think I'm saying her name wrong, was in Washington State, standing at the edge of a bridge when her friend, Taylor Smith, decided to push her off. Now the girl ended up having broken ribs and punctured lungs, but hey, she survived well enough to be on a, on a Today Show telling them she felt like her friend needs to go to jail. Now her friend on the other side felt like what was she, her position was, the girl told her, hey, push me. Backtracking, they were jumping off a bridge. So I'm assuming the girl said, hey, if I get scared, just push me off. And that's what her friend did. Like I saw the video, and it was more of a shove. She shoved her ass, but I don't mean to laugh, but the way she pushed her without thinking about the impact of her hitting the water was pretty funny. Now, on the one hand, Jordan is saying she needs to go to jail, but if you look deeper into reality, you were on the bridge about to jump off. Let's, let's take into account that fact. Now, how much at fault is she in this situation? Now the girl who pushed her is only accountable for her actions, pushing her, right? So I'll give it a 50-50 split. She can't push you off a bridge if you're not standing on the edge of a bridge. If she's going off what you told her to do, in her young, naive mind she's being the good friend and she's really being an idiot, but at the end of the day she can't push you off the bridge if you're not standing at the edge of a bridge. So, you want her to go to jail, your ass should go to jail too. That's how I'm living right now. you got to find equal fault with people when they make dumbass decisions like this. You want to hold one accountable, you got to hold the other one accountable. Because your friend can't push you off the bridge if you ain't standing on the edge of a bridge. That's just me. That's just my line of thinking. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm not. But anyway, moving on with the theme of security. Now in Spain, there's a concert. They're out on the boardwalk on the water keeping with the theme of security you want the platform or foundation floor whatever you're standing on to be secure that wasn't the case there was a rapper out there i forgot his name they mentioned it he told everybody to jump i guess a la house of pain these motherfuckers jumped came down and the floor came down with them the pier or the boardwalk fell off into the water there was like a few hundred people people broken arms broken ribs and legs and stuff sad situation But like I said, the theme of the show today is all about security, man. You want to make sure that your foundation is secure, that's your level, and you're doing things the right way. And I joke, and it's unfortunate, but this is the type of dumb shit that happens in life when people don't think. They're not being secure with their minds, fam. They're not securing themselves from failure and idiotic shit like this happens. Now, most of the people are okay, but we'll see where it goes from there, man. It's just... Goes sure You're trying to have a good time, and do your thing, and it can all be gone in the flash of an eye. Now, movie gone. More security. The man steals a plane, and commits suicide. Now, I believe he worked. that he's either he's either handled the baggage, or he was a mechanic for the airline. I want to I want to say he took an Alaska airline plane, or a company of that. Anyway, this man stole a plane, and went joy. Right, well, joy flying, not riding, but he went joy flying for a little bit, man. It was in the air hanging out. He was having a good old conversation with uh, air traffic control, and he just did his thing. He was out there doing loops and barrel rolls and all that. And his thing was like, I only play the video games, I'm not sure how this whole thing works, but he damn sure had the plane under control. I don't know what gave him that type of confidence. I guess knowing that the end was near, he didn't really care, and he was like, Oh, well, if I fall, I fall. But this man, Richard Russell's man, he he was out there doing this thing, and they even had YouTube videos of this guy talking, and just from the conversation, he seemed like a good dude the, from the conversation he was having with the air traffic controller. Now, did he still? Yes. Did he potentially put people in danger? Maybe. I mean, in the whole ordeal, the only person that was hurt, physically at least, was him, and he managed to get the plane down to a point where it wasn't going to hurt anybody else. Did he hurt somebody's pockets? Maybe. I'm assuming they had some type of insurance to where they're covered in, in the event something like this happens. But it's still a sad situation. He did steal, but he also took a life. And it's just sad to think about it because they had a videos playing of him. Uh, he was handling the baggage, and he was just like, look at them bags. He, he, he seemed like a good dude, man. Unfortunately, he took his own life. And uh, best wishes for his family out there hope they can move on like i always say but richard russell seemed like a good dude unfortunately he made his end i'll say at least he didn't take anybody else with him now on to the original person i was talking about the colorado man now this man is a coward this man christopher watts his his wife was murdered while she was pregnant and his kids were murdered and he's on news the news talking about how he how he's so sad, whatever, but he's not looking the part, at least from what I heard. Um, there's Facebook videos of him being told that his wife's pregnant with their third child, and he looks shocked, he doesn't look crazy excited, but he doesn't look crazy sad. He looks like any, I guess, father will be when you find out that your wife is having another kid unexpectedly. But this asshole ended up killing his pregnant wife and his other two daughters, and then he proceeded to parade around the media like he was innocent the whole time. This piece of shit apparently stuffed his daughter's body in uh, oil in oil drums to hide the smell where he worked at. The theme again being security. How did he manage to get in to where he worked at and hide two bodies? Now I understand they were his children, they were probably small but still man, it's like is our cameras not catching these people doing these things? My man who stole the plane and uh this guy who killed his family and put him in drums. The camera's just not catch these people. I don't know. But it's just sad, man. Be secure in your relationships. If That's the one thing we take from this. Try to be secure in your relationships because you never know how it's going to go. If there are signs, you know, pay attention to them. If somebody needs help, get them help. Because from Richard Russell to Christopher Watts, these are two individuals that needed some type of help. I don't give a damn what you say. Richard Russell still on the plane and committing suicide. He obviously needed some help. Something happened along the way to build up to planning that. This guy killing his wife and his daughters and putting them somewhere, you have to plan that at some point. Like, even once you make the first mistake, even if he hit his wife once and was like, oh, shit, I made a mistake, you can leave. You can, you can leave, call the police on yourself, get arrested, and get yourself out of the house. Once you kill one person and then kill two more, to me, you planned it. And actually, you took four lives because your wife was pregnant. So once you took those two lives, you went back and took two more, you had to have been putting your mind to work to figure out a way for you to get away with this. And there had to be something going on with you already because you don't just do something like that. There's no way. There had to be something going on that nobody else has brought up right now or that you kept to yourself. So please, if you know there's something going on with a family member or friend, get them some help and it may be signs sign they don't notice but please get them some help so they don't hurt anybody else or themselves security man security and speaking of security there's sometimes there's bad security as in police officers and uh i didn't happen to catch this dude's name but there was a black cop who beat the shit out this black man in baltimore like beat his ass the video was uh it's not, I mean, it's not graphic. If you live in today's society, you're, you've been pretty much desensitized to violence after seeing people get shot and murdered by police officers, seeing a junior get stabbed up, seeing all the fight videos that are on the internet. You're pretty much desensitized to this. But to see this cop, to see this cop just pummel this guy, and the crazy thing was the inaction of the other police officers. That's something I all, usually always notice when one cop is going rogue and wilding out. Other police officers seem to be hesitant. They seem real hesitant to slow that person down. And it just always kind of puzzled me because when the was on the other foot and it's a potential suspect and they're going ape shit, they don't hesitate to help their partner because, they're, you know, naturally they're helping their partner. But when it's the other way around, they're slow to stop them. And to me, they're failing their partner then too because maybe they can prevent him before he throws that punch. Maybe they can get him in between that person before this their partner or their colleague puts their career in jeopardy. It's one of the things people talk about but it gets pushed to the back burner. is like, good cops that allow bad cops to operate badly are also bad cops. It's just like if you worked at a fast food restaurant And your friend is putting boogers on the food, but you're a good fast food worker and you don't do that shit, you're not. Because you're still allowing your friend to put boogers on the food. You're not alerting anybody to their reaction. You're not stopping them yourself. You're still letting this food be served to people. So just because a police officer doesn't commit the crime, if they stand by and watch the crime be committed, in my book, they're just as bad. Equally wrong. That's just how I feel about the situation. You want to be secure in the streets. We want to be secure in the people that that are policing the streets. Theme again is security. How well are you set up? Now, moving on to sports. Talk about job security. Hard knocks. Another good episode. I think this is the second one. I know I missed one. I didn't see which episode it was. But I'm really, really liking it this season. I haven't really watched it the past couple of joints and, uh, well, I think I did watch the one last year, but there was a gap in there I missed. I think when it went to Showtime, I didn't really pay attention as much. For some reason, now that it's back on HBO, I'm all in. Maybe it's because it's the Browns and it's my father's team, but I'm really liking the storyline for this um for this season. And what I'm seeing from Hugh Jackson not letting the players wear their stripes and just the way they're handling some of the young guys. Once again, the theme being security, job security. Now... I think it's brilliant that he makes them earn that stripe because these guys, these rookies, these guys who signed as free agents, whatever, a lot of the times they've been working at this their whole life and they think once they make it to the promised land, NFL, oh, I don't have to cl- go to class now, I'm getting paid now, I can relax. He's like, nah, I'm going to be on your ass. You got to earn this. We're not just giving you nothing. You want to be a part of this team? You got to earn this stripe. You got to show that you belong here. You got to practice hard. You gotta pay attention. You gotta go out there and perform. And then once you perform, then you get your stripe. I look at this I look at it the same way as a pride sticker in college football. You don't want to be the only guy on the team without any pride stickers. You'll see a guy whose helmet is completely full, and other guys who got one or two, or some people who have none. You don't want to be that guy. So, like the phrase goes, you gotta earn your stripes out here, man. Do what you gotta do to fit in. Make the team, be a part of it, help make it a better environment. And I like the way the organization is going. I really hope they win some games. Speaking of which, uh, Anthony Callaway, a wide receiver for the Browns, who I would normally call the piece of shit Florida Gator, but I'm trying to move past my bias to guys once they leave college. So Anthony Calloway, who was probably a, a first-round talent, ended up in the fourth round because of some issues he's had, I guess, with discipline. Now this young man was pulled over, like 3 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night. Now, apparently they found, like, some old, an old roach, an old weed roach in his car or whatever, and they said his license was suspended. And then he shows up to practice, and he doesn't tell anybody. In the whole practice, the coaches are, you know, Todd Haley and Hugh Jackson are asking him, like, hey, man, what's going on? You all right? You don't look like you in it. You don't look focused. And uh, he told him he was straight. He told me he would holler at him later on or whatever. But apparently before he got the chance to do that, it came back that he had got arrested. Well, now he got arrested that he got stopped and pulled over. Now, obviously, the coach and the GM didn't appreciate that, so they brought him in and they spoke to him and let him know that he can't make mistakes like that. And not in college, you can't do stupid shit like that no more. Now, should he have known that making these mistakes in college and then doing it to the pros is a dumb move. You can't make the same mistake twice. It cost him a lot of money as far as where he was drafted at, and it could potentially cost him his career if he doesn't get it right. Absolutely, he should have known that going into the NFL. But the way they handled it is they sat down, spoke to him like a man, gave him the opportunity to apologize to his teammates, then he moved on from there. Now, when they played in that game against the Browns, they did make his ass play every offensive snap. It's like, hey, you want to show you committed, you're going to go out there and play every snap. Show us you're committed to this team. Show us you're here to win and do the right things. And while he was out there and he was gassed, he did. He, he made a key, a key catch, and then he ended up scoring a touchdown late in the game. That's after playing the whole game, every snap, with different offensive sets or different offensive groups. So it shows you this kid has talent. He knows his way around the football field. Just think about if he had been fresh the whole game, what he could have done. Just think about if they handled this in a different way and didn't give this man another chance. And that's one of the things that happens with young black males, is that we come out of a situation where we're doing something for somebody else, i.e. playing sports, doing very well. We get in trouble, it gets swept up under the rug, and we're going about our business. Not to bash, but it happens a lot at Florida. It happened at Florida State a while back, and we paid for that shit for years with recruit numbers being low. But recently, a lot of things been coming out of Florida, like the last 10 or so years, especially in this season, hasn't even started yet. But a lot of these guys don't come from the best environments, which gives them the drive to get to the, you know, to the level they're at as far as college football. But then once they get their freedom and get away from certain things, old habits creep back in and they start making bad decisions. Now, I don't know what happened with him at Florida they probably got swept under the rug. There's a lot of kids down there. And there's a lot more people on that roster than in the pros, so they can't look at you as much. But that university has a history of sweeping shit up under the rug, so they probably kept him doing the same thing. Now he's in the NFL, where he's gonna be held accountable for that shit. Hopefully, learns, and I'm glad they gave this guy another shot because who knows what could have happened? He could have been like other athletes that have gotten, that have left the league, whatever sport they were in couldn't really get it together after being in in a a professional athlete took the money they had and turned back to the street shit as far as moving drugs and getting involved in illegal activity and that's terrible to hear because now they're funding a bunch of young people that are going to look up to them because they have a name and they're reputable in the community because of what they have done when they go back with their money they basically reinforce that negative stereotype of getting it out the streets which is not where we want our, our young black man getting it from because there's no security in that in keeping with the theme of the show. There's no security in that. You can secure yourself from jail time. You can secure yourself a lot of hard times and stress, and you might even secure yourself death. So that's not the direction we want these young men to go. But like I said, shout out to Hugh Jackson and the Cleveland Browns organization for giving this guy another shot, and hopefully he can be an example to any other young athlete that find himself in that position, that is watching this show, that is watching something like Hard Knocks and seeing these guys go through things, as a young kid and maybe junior high or high school, maybe even in college, and seeing the mistake these guys make and realizing they don't want to fall in that. Because just like that guy got traded, Corey, uh, Corey Coleman got traded and got Anthony Calloway a spot, that could be him getting released for some bullshit surrounding drugs. So shout out to him for making that play. And shout out to the Cleveland Browns organization for keeping him around and letting him do his thing. Now, speaking of security, not really. Well, Tiger needed some security a while back. But Tiger Woods may or, not, may, or may not be making the comeback. I don't really follow golf, but it happened to pop up on my radar that he was doing well. Or he did well in the tournament. He ended up coming in second place. And I think that's great for the game. Anytime a big name can come back into the sport. You're going to draw fans back to it. And uh, even though he wasn't the guy he wanted to be as holding the, the, the flag for black people involved in golf, it's still good to see Tiger Woods bounce back and hopefully he can continue to dominate. I think he finally took the time for his body to heal and hopefully he's mentally in the right place. And we'll see where he's at, man. Maybe he can get some more security on these PGA tours, I guess. I don't really know nothing about golf. I'm just talking shit. But good for him for getting back in there. In other uh, news, I'll say keeping in the theme with security, rumors about Idris Elba playing 007 are being bounced around the Internet. and I don't know if it's true. I know it was something that was talked about years ago. Then there's already backlash about why he shouldn't play 007, whatever. Security, again, is a theme. Are you secure in your own personal feelings about race? Are you secure? Are you secure in the thought that you're not being a hypocrite when well, you say that this man shouldn't play 007? Now, I watched a video from this lady. I don't, she's a British lady. I don't remember her name. And she's basically saying that it's not about him being black, but it's about 007 and his background and how he was supposed to have Swiss money. He's supposed to be like a kind of like an arrogant guy with money who was a bad motherfucker. And she was putting it off on basically like it not. In not being about his race, It's being about the character. Not that they don't want him, but not not the character, but it being about the backstory. It being about the backstory and how that shouldn't be replaced. And my thing is this: that's a that's a change of a script. Like the boy supposed, to, the guy supposed to be British, but they had a Scottish guy playing for a little bit. If I'm not mistaken, I think Sean Connery's Scottish. I'm not 100. percent I don't know. Just just me throwing in my my two cents on my little 14% per ancestry of uh, of you know United Kingdom or whatever. But my little 14% DNA, my little splash at it. I feel like I got to say so now. I got to say so. I'm part of that. I can say little things about that. And I got to I got to say. But I feel like he should be able to play the role if he fits. If it's if they feel like he's going to draw box office wise. If he went in there and read the best for the part. I feel like he should be able to play play the part. And I'm thinking, maybe, hey, maybe you get some young crossover fans into the 007 series. Maybe people will watch this, black people who didn't feel represented in the series before. Maybe they're going to watch it, like, shit, this is kind of cool. And they look back at the old versions. Maybe you get that. The concern may be that maybe you lose some fans because people aren't driving with it. Now, my answer to this lady is, you're upset about them possibly playing 07. Where were you when all these British guys were playing gods and gods of Egypt? You mean to tell me all these people of lighter hues supposed to be believed that they were out there in Egypt without no goddamn sunburns? <laughs> just just having the ball, playing the gods, but this shit wasn't coming out then. For me, it's a little bit deeper, like, I I just want equality. I want balance. If you're gonna have a white guy play a black person, you should be able to go back and forth, but things have been so lopsided for so long that that it's not been that way. It hasn't been hasn't been equal. Now, I think with the the image of this guy, I just uh, with with him being, I guess, the smooth guy that the ladies love, for me, the image just fits. The image just fits of him being 007. Older guy, smooth, chicks digger, cool, I'm with it. I'm rolling. Now, if he was gross and out of shape or something like that. It, to me, it wouldn't make sense. Like, even though I, I hold Denzel up as my favorite actor, Denzel is 007. Could he pull it off? Of course. Would he do it better than Idris Elba? I don't know. I don't know. Like, he, the man has got the accent. It just, it just seems like it fits him better. The role would fit him better. I don't know. But I know if they don't pick Aegis Elba and they go with a white dude, that, he, that white dude better be the shit. He better be the shit because you don't want to miss on the opportunity to cross over your brand and get these black fans that you that you wouldn't have had before because his name is going to bring buzz to it. That's just my two cents on it, man. It was cool when people was running around playing blackface, but we ain't talking about that situation right now, I guess. Are you securing your emotions enough to let a black man play a white man in a prominent role. We shall see. People got mad with that, what was it, Hunger Games or something? The little girl. Apparently she wasn't supposed to be black. People went ape shit. Man. Now really, get to nuts and bolt of the security shit. Speaking of security, was it former CIA director, John Brennan, had the security clearance revoked by the press. The press said, You out there talking shit about me on like? I want your clearance snatch his clearance and he has a few other people whose clearance he wants to take as well now me knowing people in the military being really close to the military hey man i heard some things i know i know a couple things i had questions like why is it a such a big deal and this is being my caveman mind so i asked a buddy of mine i'm like hey bro question for you they snatched this guy's security clearance you're a military guy. If you don't fucking work there no more, why does the hell is you he still need the clearance? You don't work there no more. Former, not current. You don't need it. He basically told me, he said, well, it, it kind of sucks they snatched the security clearance. They basically ruined his way of making a living. And I was like, damn, I didn't think about it that way. Just because he's not acting in that certain capacity doesn't mean that he can't, keep his clearance going to do other things. And I just, I didn't think that, that far into it. I was just thinking about, you, you don't work there no more. you don't need it. You go to a job where you have a badge, you quit that job, you take your badge back, it's over with, move on. But this guy was in this career for probably, I guess, most of his life. And that may be all he knows, and I know he was a, I think he was a contributor on some of the networks or whatever, and he obviously wasn't a supporter of the president, and that's what led to it getting snatched, but whatever i just didn't think that deep into it it just i don't know the the theme of security again you just look real insecure snatching people's security clearances what does this, this this man know that you don't want him to say because there's a few people like that surrounding this individual that they know things that he doesn't want them to get out or at least that appears to be the case to me credibility and security clearance are two different things. You snatching this man's security clearance does not equal you crushing his credibility. It's basically your word against his, and you didn't like that he had access to whatever, so you, in turn, snatched his security clearance. Somebody needs somebody need to snatch your damn Twitter clearance so you stop making all these damn mistakes. This should be a trade-off. you take your security clearance, they take your Twitter password because you just out there giving out information for free. That people may or may not need to know. Anyway. Keeping with the theme. Of security. The prayers again. How are you in a situation room. Or how do you have a situation room. That has been recorded in. How do you have a situation room. Where people are recording. And what I'm talking about is Amorosa. So Amorosa recently. Came back out. Saying she had more recordings of her being on the phone, and I actually heard one of them. It was like he didn't even know she got fired or whatever, but my thing I'm harping on now is the security. Like, you got to be one of the most secure officers in the world, and you have to go in there and record stuff. Now, I don't put this all on, bro. Well, actually, it's 50-50, because in in my estimate, in my estimation of looking at these two people and their personalities and the way... They conduct themselves, and the way they speak to other people in interviews. These are two people that deserve themselves. Was talking about the president and Omarosa, y'all did de- not deserve yourselves. Y'all deserve each other because of the way y'all act. They're two sh- people with strong personalities, and two people that are rude without hesitation. Now, when you're being interviewed because of things you said, the press is gonna come at you hard, so they can get the answers they want to get to the questions that you have. That you were provoked by either your words or your actions. So you shouldn't really be abrasive to the press unless you have something to hide. Now, the current president has been ridiculed on me on the media for whatever, for dumb shit he said. And dumb things he's done. And that's why some networks come at him hard to ask him questions. Because they want to, they want to get it out of him. Why did you say this? Why did you say that in the third? They're reacting to things he's done. Other networks caught on him. Now, with Omarosa, uh, with Savannah from the Today Show, she was asking her probing questions about things she said. You know, in both situations, the, part, the person doing the interview was responding to rudely. And it's like, it's not their fault that you gave them this to go on. And it's not their fault that you are now dodging the questions that are being asked. So they have to ask you more and more probing questions. Either be either be upfront and come out with it or shut the fuck up in the interview. Don't sit there and be a jackass. If you're not going to talk about it, don't show up. Easy. Save yourself some time. Now, back to Omarosa. For some reason, she felt the need to be recording while she went into the the situation room with John Kelly. My thing is this. Her reasoning is that she was locked in a room with four men alone when she started asking questions about her being fired. Now, as a man who's married, I would definitely not appreciate, I don't give a damn how powerful you are, I would not appreciate my wife being locked in the room with you and three other guys, whether you're at work or whatever. That's not a situa- situation that's going to make me happy. I'm going to be very upset and very angry. Now, she's right for feeling that way. I'm not going to say she's right for recording, only because that's what you get. And that's how I feel about both of them. You attract these type of people, you lift these type of people up, that's what you get. If she was in the situation at work where she felt like at some point she would have to record something going on, she should not have been there. If you feel like you gotta go to work, wearing a tape recorder hidden on you somewhere, you don't need to work at that place at all. You don't need to be there, move on and get out. Because all of a sudden, they're such bad people. The same people that locked you in this room were the same people you were willing to stand next to until shit went the wrong way. And she got on this interview with uh, on the Today Show or whatever, and she said all these negative things about the president like he doesn't even know what's happening in his White House. She's heard a tape of him using the N word multiple times. It's like he battles with reality. Like, why would you say these things if you've been working for this man and championing this man for so long? Since on whatever that sh- whatever the name of that show was they were on, you've been next to this guy, and when he fires you, only when he fires you, all these things come out. Maybe you are what he says you are. This man called you a dog, a low life. Maybe you are that low because you align yourself with an individual who's beneath what you now claim to be your moral standards and the way he conducts himself and carries himself. You want to call him misogynistic and a racist? Well, you were kicking it with him. You were hanging with him. You were asking for him when they fired you to come to your rescue, but all of a sudden he's all these bad things. You were you were in fear. Well, you shouldn't have been in fear because if you know this man as long as you have, the minute This man asked you to come work for him. You had a chance to stand up and be a hero for America and for black people everywhere. You could have said, you know what, because of the things you said during your campaign, I cannot risk my integrity by going to work for somebody of that moral standing. And you would have been looked at in a much better light. You saw was going on. You stayed away from it. You got away from it. Now, your name might not be popping like it is now. But you wouldn't have to deal with this shit that you got going on now. But now you're selling your book and you don't want to talk about it because it's all in the book. So now you're probably going to speak in engagements. You're going to do a bunch of interviews to to up your profile, to push your book and all this shit. So to me, in my eyes, you still look suspect. So I, in a way, I kind of like feel like you deserve everything you just got. You deserve it security man where's your security at did you have to go work for this man did you have to go in there record like what's going on in the world where we gotta we got people recording shit in the white house now if you don't if you're against the president or the president's or whatever this you like this you love it me to me it's just embarrassing like I wouldn't want no, I wouldn't want this to have to be the case in any in any white house regardless how I feel about the individual there like it's a shame that it's happening at that level that people in that office or of those offices inside that house don't have the integrity to a level where they feel safe going into rooms and meeting with other people that they have to have recorders on that's got to be a huge national security violation huge but here we go that's where we at in the world man that's where we at I think I got through this one rather quickly, man. I think that's all I got. I'm going to go ahead and shut it on down. Oh, yes, one more thing before I roll out. I got this one done quick like I wanted to. Go get my motherfucking belt. Florida House candidate Melissa Howard. Go get my belt. How in the hell did you fake a whole degree... And then come out and say it was not your intent to deceive anyone. Bitch, that's exactly what you did. When you take a picture with a fake degree and go on and pretend like a Shores, that's exactly what you're doing. Your intent was to deceive. And now you're refusing to drop out of the race. You refuse. And the crazy thing is, the local GOP down in fucking Florida, of course, my home state, has the nerve to say we should let the people decide. Security, man. (laughs) Like, we need security for this type of shit. Go get my belt, goddammit, and do it right now. And hit yourself with it on the way. You didn't attempt to deceive anybody. That's exactly what the fuck you did. You should be thrown in jail. You should be thrown in jail. I think there's a, I think they might be investigating. I don't know. Between you, Omarosa, not my man, Richard Russell's main, rest in peace, Christopher White, the prayers. All y'all need y'all ass whooped. Go get my motherfucking belt. Damn. And with that, man, that's it, man. Number 43, was it was shorter than usual, but I enjoyed it, man. No play in this ride. I got a Facebook page, ride at gmail.com. Noplayingthisride on Twitter, capital N, lowercase O, capital P, L A Y. It's actually noplay247. But if you type in noplayingthisride, I'll still pop up anyway. I still got the shirts on threatless.com, so there's noplayingthisride.threatless.com. If you want the noplayingthisride shirt, or if you want the soon guilty shirt, go ahead and grab that up. Uh, I think that's it, man. Uh, yeah. Make your next day your best day. Make tomorrow better than today and learn something tomorrow that you did not learn today. Be secure in your security. Because it's not a secret when you're secure. Peace.